Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the art studio. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. About two weeks ago, I made a Trump zombie t-shirt, and I converted an old store I had on Store Envy into a new store, and I put that shirt up for sale. I only really have Facebook to advertise it in, so nothing really happened. But I have to say, I do like that Make (laughs) America Zombie t-shirt again uh, quite a bit, and uh, ordered one for myself so I could have the one and only one. I also uh, made another new t-shirt, which is like kind of like a wacky package kind of thing that uh, makes fun of products. This is a cereal box spoof of Life Cereal, and it's got a picture of the rotting corpse of the Quaker eating a a bowl of brain cereal on the cover. Anyway, I I made uh, a t-shirt out of that idea and uh, put that in my Store Envy store today as well. So now I have two big shirts over there for sale. Over time, I'd like to make some cool designs and uh, wacky ideas and make them into shirts, and I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. There's no definite schedule of creating them or anything like that, and... There really isn't a definite schedule of marketing uh, them at all either. But I want to make some really cool shirts and just have them out there for sale uh, that appeal to me. (laughs) So again, wish I was a marketing genius and uh, knew how to make people uh, want things. I've seen people come up with the most innocuous ideas, including t-shirts and just go, hey, I'm making a t-shirt, and people order the living hell out of it. And I guess it's because they just have a lot of friends, good ideas, a <laughs> combination of the two, uh, but I don't seem to have any of that. But that's okay. I'm not complaining. I'm just sort of saying that I, you know, if there's a way to market these things, I need to run it down if I can. I'm, in very, I'm very inspired by t-shirt art. I worked for a t-shirt company for many years, at one point and I made a lot of money making and designing t-shirts for myself Uh, I would go to big events and sell t-shirts and we would sell the living hell out of t-shirts but that sort of opportunity for me has passed but I have to say it was a fantastic thing in its time nowadays there is big uh, markets online for just selling of t-shirts And I have to say, I like t-shirts, but back to t-shirt design, I'm really enamored by t-shirt design. I love looking at the pages and pages of the different ideas. There's some extremely clever, clever 
uh, people who make t-shirts and uh, make beautiful art for t-shirts. Absolutely exceptional. Uh, I'm sure you probably agree and I'm sure you've probably seen it where you've gone out and seen all these different ideas for shirts and things. And over the years, you know, uh, from when I even was a young man, they'd advertise cool shirts in the back of magazines. T-shirts have been a thing. But now, <laughs> because of, you know, how uh, democratic the web is, there's a T-shirt for everybody on everything. Uh, I remember one day I was looking for a HP Lovecraft T-shirt. And I found a really cool shirt. There's hundreds of them. But this was the Mesotonic University, so it looked like a Mesotonic University shirt. And I was like, oh man, that's cool. Uh, had the all the age look to it and so forth. Well, I guess, you know, how the web uh, can keep track of where you come and where you go. After that, for like half a year, every time I opened up Facebook or looked around on the web, I was followed around by HP Lovecraft <laughs> Mesotonic t-shirt stuff. <laughs> it was... It was pretty funny. It's it's crazy all the crazy ads that follow us around online and how try and how hard they try to market. My daughter was telling me that because kids don't watch conventional TV anymore, that they save themselves like a you know almost two hundred hours a year in watching commercials. Some unbelievable number. Seems to me it would be even larger than that. But because kids watch and consume their content on Netflix or, or maybe even DVDs and things like that, they miss hundreds and hundreds of hours of commercials. And that can only be a good thing. <laughs> they say that kids are really susceptible up to 10 years old for marketing. I don't know. I, I was pretty susceptible. When I was a kid, we had a thing called the Christmas Catalog. It was from J.C. Penney, and it was from Sears. And these things were like an incredible wish list of what you could possibly get. And I remember every year getting the Christmas catalog and paging through this thing and always going right to the toy section and looking at the toys and dreaming about owning and buying these toys, which were well beyond my limit. Very, very poor <laughs> as a kid. We had no money at all. And uh, so getting these toys <clears throat> was absolutely <coughs> beyond, you know, my, my ability. There was absolutely no chance I was ever going to have one of these cool, cool toys. And there was pages and pages of them and brand new bicycles and you know, all kinds of camping stuff you could buy. Just, it was so cool. Anyway, hard to believe. But just looking through that Christmas catalog as a kid was a huge highlight in my life. Uh, it's what dreams are made of. <laughs> I can tell you that. I don't know if there's an equivalent uh, of that today. I don't think so. I guess maybe just paging through pages of eBay or Amazon. All kinds of things for sale you can possibly imagine, which is nice. You can track down things easily. But there, for me, there was absolutely nothing that was like that uh, experience. Looking at some of Starenko's work the other day, and I was thinking how 
smarts Duranko was. He caught on very quickly to what was going on at Marvel Comics, pretty much how they use and abuse people and don't pay very well. And after he got over the high of appearing in Marvel Comics, he kind of said to himself, there's really no place for me in comics as far as making a good living. So if anybody, though, was smart enough and savvy enough and talented enough to make it go on his own, it would have been Steranko. He started publishing his own magazines, Media Scene, which is a large format tabloid, which I actually subscribe to, and some other things, and they were really cool publications. But I think without advertising and deep market penetration to his possible market, which would be the people buying the Comic Buyer's Guide, I suppose, things like that, uh, I don't think he was able to make it work or make a living at it. And soon enough, in a few years, Media Scene and Duranko's various published projects stopped. He had calendars and things like that. I always wondered what happened. Uh, but I guess, you know, very simply, we could probably say it wasn't successful enough to continue. Otherwise, obviously, he would have continued it if he could have, you know, good health and all that. So I don't know what Starenko went on to. Did he go on to advertising? I don't know where he ended up. I know he did some book covers and some things. But I really have no clue how Steranko made a living after that. But I know it wasn't publishing his own stuff and doing his own thing. Steranko has a strikingly beautiful style. And inside his self-published tabloid media scene, which was like a big, heavy newspaper with, one, with two colors each month, so it'd be black and red or black and blue, things like that, he published some cool projects, like he serialized his cartoon of Outland the movie in media scene so each month you could read a couple pages in big format of this comic and things like that it was really sort of cool revolutionary and he was you know one of the first uh, guy I can think of to strike out on his own and self-publish this is like in the early 70s but there was no competing against you know Marvel but even if you know, I have to say, I'm not sure he was competing with that product. That product was probably meant for the comic book fan, but really wasn't in direct competition to anything being published. So, you know, I don't think that was the thing. However, there was crossover, like people who might like Alter Ego or people today who read Tomorrow's Publishing would like Steranko's books. But maybe there was no market for it, or again, maybe he couldn't get to them. Either way, it didn't work. And it makes me think about that, that if somebody as, you know, go-getting and as talented as Taranko could not make it work, what does that mean for the rest of us? Now, of course, it's a different time, a different age. People come and go. Agencies come and go. Publishing houses come and go. So it's always a new ball game. But it kind of really sobers me up thinking, or maybe I just feel satisfied that if I'm not a success, maybe other people aren't either, and, and maybe that's the reason. In other words, the game itself is set up <laughs> not to allow people to succeed because you really can't get the market in the advertising. You know, a, a company can come up with a mediocre product, but push it and sell it so hard that people will 
go see it, a movie, read it in a book, a comic, whatever. <clears throat> a self-publisher doesn't nearly at all have that kind of reach in marketing. They're lucky they can get anybody to hear about their book. Anyway, uh, don't have a really definitive thought on any of that, but I was thinking about how, you know, Steranko, not a success at self-publishing. It's really, really too bad. I wish it had worked. And it makes me wonder, you know, how can I do something different that might work better? You know, it's a new age. You can reach a lot of people faster. You can do all sorts of things better and faster. How can I make that actually work? Anyway, as usual, <laughs> no answers on that. Just my brain brain spinning around and thinking about it. What else has been going on? Uh, I guess uh, I've wrapped up my commissions for the time being. So I'm kind of floating around thinking about what I want to do. <clears throat> I have my project, my book on. I've been working on. But I have to say, uh, as I've been discussing, I've sort of lost steam on the project thing. And that's not good. And I wish I could either, you know, find a series of projects to do for myself that would make money or a series of projects that would be personally satisfying enough where even if I didn't make money, I'd be okay with it. But it, but it hasn't been the case. And I'm worried. <laughs> you know, could I have reached the end of my creative energy or at least taken a turn for a period of time? Maybe I need a time off to regenerate. I don't know. I don't feel burned out. But I know the stress of finding a place to live and moving was extremely debilitating for me. I didn't sleep well for almost two months. So in inside all that worry, I think that uh, I may have burned myself out a little without knowing it. And it's hard to push yourself after you've gone through some kind of nervous exhaustion in, in survival mode if you know what I'm talking about. Survival mode is an insidious thing uh, because you worry, worry, worry about things you often can't control and you're trying to, you know, take steps to fix this or that, find a job, make more money, whatever the myriad problems can be, and uh, it wears on you. As you get older, you have more experience, but I think uh, stress in some ways might be the hardest thing of all on us. Well, guys, I hope you're having a good time in your art studio. I'm carrying on making wacky t-shirts uh, and other designs <laughs> just for fun, it seems. But that's okay. It's good to have fun. I hope all of you have a great day in your art studios, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.